to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokono hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my light will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your light, no, no, no. It's, it's not enough that you feel perfect. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my feet. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem and he did not do what was right in the sight of God as his father David had done for he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and made molded images for the Baals he burnt incense in the valley of the son of Hinnon and burnt his children in the fire this is to worship the gods of the heathens that's what they used to do sometimes they would take their firstborns and throw them in an oven as a way of worship to the gods of kimosh and others that they would do things like that all right these days those things show up as abortions so it's still the worship of an idol um and things of that nature they've just they've just rebranded nobody says you uh, i'm taking my baby in an oven no 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 they've noticed that the times have changed so these demons still have a way so how they do it if they want to shed blood of innocent uh children they will inspire lust so that you want to sleep around then when you do that they they gang up spirits of lust they gang up they say okay we are going to get our shares for you you're going to cause her or him to sin and sleep around for us we want because i know they don't have wisdom they would do an abortion so you sleep around sin number 1 you abort sin number 2 it's a, it's not just an act it's an act of worship it's a sacrifice so if you ever found yourself pregnant let me say this you are not the first person to be pregnant out of wedlock don't kill the baby they will not kill you at home they will chase you <laughs> people will talk but people move on so if you ever found yourself in that situation remember my words but why find yourself there in the first place but it's just a friendly Uh, if you if you ever found yourself in a place of abortion now you've known what you did and i hope you have your time to repent and never go back amen i hope i haven't condemned anyone i've just shown you the truth so he bent his children in the fire according to the abomination 
of the nations whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. Let's go. And he sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places, on the hills, and under every green tree. This guy was into this thing. As long as it's a green tree, he had to sacrifice there. Ah, was he possessed? I mean, look at that. Let's go on. Therefore, the Lord his God delivered him into the hands of the king of Syria. They defeated him and carried away a great multitude of them as captives and brought them to Damascus. Every time you do something wrong, God will not leave you, especially in this day, but you will open a door for demonic interference. You open yourself up for powers of darkness. So there's, a certain, there's a certain vulnerability you grow into if you keep opening yourself to sin and the wrongest of things. Some things just avoid. It will help you. And I'm not just talking about sex before marriage. Some of you have stayed there. Lying. And other things. They are stressful sometimes to talk about. So, you make yourself vulnerable to attacks from the enemy. Are you listening to me? Also, demons enter sexually. They just, they just slide in. You see? I'm trying to hold myself from going deeper. Because hmm? there's something I want to, to touch. But avoid. Even if the person is telling you, come, just barros de Try speaking in tongues. I don't die. I don't know what I said. Avoid. The price is too high. The price is too high. Demons. I've always told you you can prevent STDs but not STDs. Mm. Yes, you can prevent sexually transmitted diseases with a condom. But not sexually transmitted demons. And some people you can say, <laughs> they defeated him and carried away a great multitude of them as captives. And brought them to Damascus. <laughs> you know, there are some things that you should just fear. Don't experiment. Is kissing wrong? Why are you asking the wrong question? Listen, listen, listen. No. You know, normally it's singles who find it easy to shout on this point. Because they don't understand the pressure. <laughs> What you tell it of you? So, okay, listen. Captives, eh? Okay. You know, there are some things you should be afraid of. Let me advise you as my sons and daughters, some of you. Eh? I was talking to someone, and I was showing them just how, I was saying there are three things I fear. Number one, God. Number two, church money. Number three, my wife. And I began to explain... <laughs> 
I will come and explain properly for love Sunday. But let me just say, there are some things you should be afraid of. What? Why am I not Of my puffy. Ah, you are not a man enough. I've always been meaning to tell you I'm not a man. If they tell you who you who are you, inside your heart you are just I'm a spirit. Very important. We were shooting and we were in a room which has a lot of mosquitoes in a place. So I was telling these guys, close the doors. One brave warrior <laughs> just went to the door, opened it. They entered like a flood. We, start, we now had to stop shooting for some time. <laughs> we were fine without the mosquitoes. We were doing well without the mosquitoes till we opened the door. we opened the door and we were stung. Just last night when God began to tell me you can be safe in a place where there are so many attacks as long as you stay indoors. Everyone else is saying oh, a mosquito. They are your neighbors. A mosquito. You wait out your for. You've not opened doors. Then he was also delivered into the hand of the king of Israel, who defeated him with a great slaughter. Somebody say, my doors are shut. For Pekah, the son of Ramaria, killed 120,000 in Judah in one day. There is a price to forsaking the ways of God. There's a price. Many times you... You'll be even accepted back. Like what happened to Adam? Forgiven, yes. Access to the garden denied. That's why me, I'm not against forgive someone. But maybe you love them, but trust. You can just be careful with them. 120,000 in one day. No, just what the killing one person is, <laughs> or just thinking about it. But these people, because the king of that land was inconsistent and worshipped idols, everyone in his house was affected. People began to die. One hundred and twenty thousand in a day. All valiant men, because they had forsaken the Lord God of their fathers. Let's go. Zikri, a mighty man of Ephraim, killed Maseah, the king's son. Azrikam, the officer over the house, and Elkanah, who was second to the king. And the children of Israel carried away captive of their brethren. There's a consequence to not doing things correctly, okay? That's what, that's the context, and that's what we're trying to see here. But then I want you to see something interesting. So they carried all of them sons and daughters, and they also took away much spoil from them and brought the spoil to Samaria. But the prophet of the Lord was there whose name was Oded. How would you love to name your son Oded? And he went out before the army that came to Samaria and said to them, Look, because the Lord, your God, the Lord God of your fathers was angry with Judah, he has delivered them into your hand, but you have killed them in a rage. <laughs> 
that reaches up to heaven. And now, you propose to force the children of Judah and Jerusalem to be your male and female slaves, but are you not also guilty before the Lord your God? Now hear me therefore, and retain the captives, whom you have taken captive from your brethren, for the fierce wrath of the Lord is upon you. I was like, wait, when I was reading this. This guy sinned. This guy was sacrificing his, the Bible doesn't say children, his own children. He would take them and kill them and sacrifice them. You people don't know wickedness. How do you carry a child for nine months and deliberately after they are born? So I'm just telling you wickedness. That's, imagine how wicked that kind of a person was. And he would sacrifice in every green tree that he would find. The Bible says every green tree that he would find, he would sacrifice in. That's how wicked the man was. And he was unrepentant on top of it. So God punished him. But when God was giving him out, the Bible says when they attacked him and his children and his village and 120,000 men died in it. Men, forget the women. And children. God was upset because the people who had killed them killed them in a rage. So God was now upset with the people who killed the guy he was upset with. Now think of it. I was like, why? I thought, Lord, you were upset. I had a problem there. I thought you were... Look at what this guy did. Yet God was angry and he told those people. You see, the kind of God we serve, you need to be careful. Even if your friends have not done the correct things, some of them have fallen into sin and you are aware of what they did. Some of them are not the best at the place that they are. One of the things you need to do is cry for them, pray for them to be restored. Because God is very complicated. (laughs) that's all I discovered when I was reading that as you are looking at the person who did what they did as a human being you are forgetting your errors you are forgetting that two days ago you lied because you didn't want to be caught then you quickly quickly you repented so you are the one who is not going to hell but the one who you caught them thank you Because God is like that. Imagine God tells the Israelites, the people of Judah have misbehaved, attack them. And they just did what God told them to do. Yet God is upset because they went ahead and dealt with the people that God told them to deal with. I'm trying to show you something about the character of God. You need to be very careful as you are handling other people's lives. Because even if they were in the wrong, God will come and tell you, oh, so you are the judge. But Lord, you told me to, uh uh-uh, but you overdid it. Therefore, even you, punishment. One day, Jesus was telling a parable. He said, there was a man who had a debt for a king. 
And the king forgave him his debt. The king had thrown him in prison and in cells. But he decided, after the king had forgiven him, he remembered his friend who was owing him and went for him. And the king said, ah, but you, you owed me a debt and I was supposed to take your house, your inheritance, your children. I forgave you. But you, you can't forgive your friend who owes you something they can't forgive. He says, you are wicked. He put him back into prison. When you are hurting other people's sins against them, don't forget your own. That's what we are trying to say in English. When you are hurting other people's offenses against them, do not forget. Yes, I know you are righteous in Christ, but why are you so wrathful? Jesus was teaching prayer and he said, forgive us our trespasses. That's a condition he was showing them. The only way to be forgiven by God is to forgive those who. I've told you of a story. I've told you of a story of when God took me to heaven. And we were on the, before the judgment. See, how many have read The Root Code Bitterness? It's a book I wrote. So all of you, it's free. You know the problem with free things? People don't give them attention. So read that book, it will help you. And I'm standing before God. And I, before God came to take us in rapture, I was preaching, meaning I was a man of God. <laughs> it's not enough. I was even, as I was being taken up and transformed, I was even looking down on the confusion that was happening on the earth. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And the my people I was preaching to, they were refusing. I was like, ee, ee, ee. I laughed. But when I stood before God, I was so happy. There was a man playing the piano, beautiful. It was a glass, crystal glass. That, 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 that podium was made of crystal glass and water. At once. And we were walking. And the air. The air, guys. And then the clouds had life. Everything you can imagine, but you can't even reach it. Even I. Okay. So we reached there. I was, I was meeting Jesus. I was excited. I've heard about you. I'm your biggest fan. I planned everything. I was going to tell him. I want your autograph. I mean, I was ready. I planned. I was going to tell him anything. Can I kiss your feet? I, I, every scripture I found in the Bible, I was going to practice it. But he told me you can't enter. I said, I remember telling Jesus. I looked back. I said, no, there was no one behind. Okay. I said, it's me. I remember these words. I said, it's me, Daniel. Then he said, I know, but you can't come in. I said, uh, why? He said, you can't come in. I was noticing the face was becoming a little more serious. He said, you can't come in. I said, let me in. It's me. It's me, Daniel. <laughs> I mean, you know me. You know my works. The year was 2011. I will never forget it. I remember telling Jesus, I remember telling him these words. In 2011, I told him, you have made a mistake. I was sure God had made a mistake. It sounds funny now. Eh? Mm. Okay. <laughs> so he said, look into your heart. Then I looked into my heart and I saw bitterness. And immediately I knew why I can't get in. I knew it. 
I knew that I knew that I knew, Sister Karen, I'm telling you. I knew the reason why I couldn't get into heaven. I knew it. Worship team. I knew it. The reason I couldn't get into heaven <laughs> is because I was bitter. And I remembered the moment I was bitter and why. It was because me, I was expelled in grade 12 from the school where I was. I was expelled. Not suspended. I know you, you are angry. You are suspended. Oh. <laughs> me, I was expelled. Not at go, come back after two weeks. I was chased, never come back. And the news that spread around was that these are bad seeds. And then there was also news that they did not allow us to be accepted at the nearest of schools because we are bad people. Okay. What did we do? Obviously, we made our mistakes. (laughs) What did Pastor do? (laughs) Well, we are basically at a Catholic school. And because we were having difficulties with the admin, we decided we are quitting being, I was the vice head boy. I said, I'm quitting. Then they said, it's insubordination. This has never happened before in our school. You can't quit. You are setting a bad standard. So they kicked us out. Yes. Anyways, that was the reason. I understand them. When I look back, I thought, okay, maybe they're at the point. They didn't want to start a, a generation of people who can easily quit. So long story short, I was like, but I've been a good boy from grade 8 to grade 12. How come I'm... And what they said. So I had every reason to be angry. Now, sometimes I would be studying because I went to a different school, which was not as good as the other one. I would be studying, and I would feel the nudging of the Holy Spirit. He told me, just let it go. I'll be like, no. I refused it. I said, I'm not letting this one go. Give me, okay, Holy Spirit, give me a break, just a moment. I just needed some time to process. Because <laughs> I'm the one who felt what they did with me, oh Lord. I'm the one with the feeling. But what God was trying to tell me is, you see, the people who have offended you, maybe they have their own issues they are dealing with. But it's not like you are free from, you, you've made mistakes in your life. I was like, yes, but I asked for forgiveness. So he would leave me. You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't insist. Forgive! No, he doesn't do that. He will leave you, he withdraw. Then he will come back again, then withdraw. That's what he does. But I'm so grateful that God visited me and he took me into this encounter. And I knew exactly why I was not going to get into heaven. I remembered the opportunities I had to forgive when I was on earth. I remembered them. And I remembered how I resisted the Holy Spirit. I was taken back to those very dark rooms I would be studying alone. I studied in grade 12. Not everyone who looks serious is just serious. Some of them are dealing with issues. Some, oh, okay. Say, oh, that one studies. No, they are being alone and alone. They have got issues. Not everyone who studies is just, Okay. Pray for your friends who are too serious. <laughs> Even you, get their life. Go, I mean, come on, go ahead, play. Play volleyball. You've been studying. Play volleyball. Walk around. Do some evangelism. Get a girlfriend. Do, like, <laughs> get your life. I mean, just do the right things in the relationship, but you know what I mean? I'm going to eat chicken. I'm going to eat chicken. 
<laughs> Fish with your bar. And you see, I became a slave of school. Me, I remember. Let me tell you something I did. Be careful with school. Eh? I remember one thing I did. Are you all here? I remember driving from Pika to Kasama. That's about maybe sometimes four hours drive. Five, depending on sometimes the road and the vehicle you're using. And I was studying in my head. Now, I didn't know whether I was just smart or I carried burdens. <laughs> now do you have an entire book in your head? I would be studying commerce, waptic, warehousing, advertising. Out like that. <laughs> Banking, transport. And just like that. I'll be thinking, communicate. Just, I'll, I'll be going through. You see, some of those things have not even left my mind. I'll be studying. Now imagine, at that time I was fresh. <laughs> but I'll be studying in my mind. And ah, we've reached. I reached, we put down the bags. And I carried my books immediately. And I went to study at the next school. I started studying. And as I was studying, I, re- I realized I was dozing off. Why am I dozing? That's when I realized, oh, I'm tired. Then I went home. Yes. There are some people who, when they are working hard, they are trying to stay away from people generally. Some of them are trying to stay away from their wives at home. So you find the mind is hard working. <laughs> it's, it's because you think he has a home. No, he has a house. <laughs> He goes back to a house, not a home. So he would rather stay home. No, no, Labor Day he has won. He, ah, he's so hardworking. No, he doesn't like going back home. <laughs> so ladies, these men you want to marry, make sure you give them a home. Are you listening to me? So I discovered that to me, school became a burden that I was carrying. And I was just like that. But the, the Holy Spirit would remind me of all those times. And he would come to me and say, Daniel, just let it go. I'd be like, nope. I need some time to, you know, reflect. I need, you know, we are human. You, you are God, you understand it. We, lecture him on what it means to be human. <laughs> but God was a human being before, so yeah. And when he pushed me, I was going down into an endless pit. Hmm. You know, if you don't find me in heaven, you are not there. (laughs) Me, I'm going to heaven. I've seen hell before. I've seen heaven. Heaven is better. So these experiments you people do, okay. You'll be there, the Holy Spirit will be moving you. Don't watch this. No, Lord, just rest minutes. Okay. The reason I'm saying I'll be, I'm going to heaven is because I'll do everything in my power, in the power of the Holy Spirit, to stay this way. After all this preaching, all this, then I, hi. No. And you know what? People are harassed in hell by demons. You people have no idea. And one of the reasons why they are harassed is because you, you are made in the image and likeness of God. You are coming to hear. Aha! So you are the closest thing 
they can unleash their anger against God at. So because they hate God, but they hate him, there's nothing they can do. Then they see something close to God. How they will abuse it for eternity. And they are told, no, I they'll be jumping on you. Just so that it can be susulad again. I'm just telling you what happens there. And I kept going, and I knew, listen, if the endless pit has an end, it will take you maybe close to 10,000 years to reach the bottom. Meanwhile, And the shock and the awe, you are feeling it as you are going down. Have you ever, have you ever felt how it feels? Maybe you are doing bungee jumping, or you are about to jump at a place. Now there's that, whoo, whoo, that whoo, whoo. Now imagine you feel it for one hour. Okay, 10,000 years now. Simply because I refused to forgive. I needed my own forgiveness. That's why we forgive people. One of the number one reasons you need forgiveness. You are not an angel of judgment who has known nothing but light. No. Remember God forgave you of your sins. I don't know what they did to you, and I don't know who I may be speaking to. Some of you need to forgive your parents. Even in the marriage, you need to be forgiving each other. You forgive your husband. <laughs> He's a good man. Okay. <laughs> you need to forgive your husband. Oh, in marriage. Who is that boy who got engaged? Okay. No. You see, in marriage, there can be offenses. That's why many fools say, no, I would rather have the benefits of marriage than marry because maybe we may offend each other. Marriage will grow you. (laughs) So, okay, I will see you during counseling. But all I'm trying to tell you is you need to forgive those who are married. Forgive your husbands and wives. (laughs) It will help you stay longer. And it will help you avoid hell. You see, my wife and I, we've had this policy where we say, 18 hours shouldn't pass and we've not talked out if there's any issue. Because no one should go to bed angry. My wife and I entered into that covenant. So I'm going Okay, let's talk. That doesn't happen. I've never raised my voice at my wife from 2016. And I don't intend to. I remember one time we found people. Remember when we found two people? And I was in the car with them. And I told them, we were discussing relationships, so I told them we're going to pick her up. We're not married then. So I said, no, you know, my girlfriend and I, we've never argued. No, you don't know each other. You need to argue so that you, you get to know each other. So I told them, no, there's no need. No! They protested. You will never know each other. So what should you do? So, just so that I can see the beast in her. You don't know the girl you are dating. 
You know, there's some jump. People believe you have to argue. So some, some, some people even celebrate. Oh, our first argument. Oh, no, don't pretend like you've never heard this before. Come on, don't get real with me. <laughs> no, we had our first argument. I remember when I, What? So I told them. So when she came in, they asked, Hey, <laughs> Mavis, they asked. Have you ever argued before? She said, mm, No. Oh, no, we don't know each other. <laughs> so they urged us to argue. So I looked at her. There's nothing to argue about. We got married. As we speak, those two boyfriend and girlfriend, they are not together. They broke up. I'm sure as the arguments were going on, they found an argument which was beyond their capacity to reconcile. You don't have to. You don't have to. It's not necessary. Somebody said, you see, there, are, there can be personalities in a person you're dating. In a woman, there's a little girl, there's a queen, and a fool. <laughs> and all the men said, <laughs> in every man, There is a king. There is a small boy. And an angel. (laughs) And all the men said. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry ladies. Yeah, and the fool. So, what we're trying to say is... (laughs) Moving on. Listen. Listen. So, the individual that you are addressing is the one that you will have. Remember David and Abigail? David one time was upset, wanted to kill a man named, I think, Naboth. He was upset. No. Abigail said, but why would an honorable man like you, a king, want to kill a fool? David said, I want to do it. I'm a king. Because she spoke to the correct man in him. Are you seeing that? You know, there's also a boy. You have to play with him. Okay, let me spare you uh, this damage. No, you can't be saying oh, every time we are praying. No, every time purpose, purpose. <laughs> so purpose. Dimensions. Many of these men love like, a nice game. 
Wamlisha ko. Okay. No, no, we'll meet you during uh, no marriage counseling. <laughs> Anyways, the point I make is you can be offended at your spouse and fail to forgive and go to hell for it. And you know, the, the, the issue with marriage is you can be offended at someone and move on. The fact that you've moved on in the marriage does not move that, mean that that offense has been dealt with. There's a man of God. His name was Daniel. Hell. He, he went to hell for not forgiving his wife. Meaning it's probably not the first time that they did it. But he thought, I will move on. Okay, we're already married. We're not going anywhere. And I'm a pastor. So what will people think? Huh? See, when you become a pastor, you need to know that you, you've got two lives. As a minister generally. The one where you download things for purposes of feeding people. And the one where you download things for yourself. So you can preach the correct thing and leave the wrong thing. You can. I was taken into an encounter one time where a man of God was praying. And as he was praying, he was also reading the word. And then suddenly the doors of heaven were opened. Then a being came and took him. And he entered into a hall. It was the judgment seat of Christ. From that encounter, the judgment of seat of Christ had a lot of books and a lot of things that were happening. And so the compartment or the judgment seat court where he was taken, they were looking at his life with the word of God. And he was like, and they opened the book and they said, you don't read the Bible. They measured him and they said, you are weightless. He said, huh? No. He said, no, last time you read the Bible was like two of months, uh, six months ago. He said, you can ask this angel, when, when, when he came to take me, I was reading the Bible, not so. Zip. He said, no, you're, he said, you're making a mistake. He said, no, we don't make mistakes here. Then they explained to him, no. The problem is that every time you read the word, you were reading for purposes of preaching. So that word did not benefit you. So last you read the word of God was six months ago when you sat down and you read for your personal growth. You, you think I didn't change after that encounter? <laughs> I changed. So normally when I preach to you, there's a difference. What I'm feeding on and what I'm receiving for you. Huh? That's ministry. They can. Okay, let me not get. There. Let, me, let, me, let me not change. So the point I make is, as a minister, you need to be careful also how you live your personal life. Avoid the offenses you can go down. But all this came from forgiving offenses, right? We are looking at the importance of forgiving offenses because we deal with a God who, although you are punishing your friend for the wrong thing you did, you also have your own wrongs that God will have to forgive you of. Know what they did to me, my family. But you also remember what you did last year. When you are watching all those bad things and you ask God to forgive you, forgive me, forgive me. You gave your life to Christ, he forgave you. Then as God was forgiving you, We deal with a God who is very tricky. In the book of Jonah, Jonah, 
God appears to Jonah and he tells him, Dashish. No, no, no. Nineveh. Jonah was seated like this. I'm sure he was on Facebook looking at the sins that the people in Nineveh are committing. And he was just like, the wrath coming on these people. And then he's reading the post, what they've done, they've opened a new club, they've opened more abortion centers. What's wrong with Nineveh? May God judge that city. The way he did it with Sodoma and Gomorrah. You know, they are reading, and he was just like, the moment he was done reading the Facebook post, God spoke to him, Jonah. Yes, Lord. I was like, judgment. <laughs> I want you to go to the city of Nineveh. I've started off. Wait, John. Tell them to repent. <laughs> If they don't repent, I am going to cause them to perish. He was like, wait. Lord, can I pray about it? <laughs> he couldn't believe it. God, after hating them and what they are doing, how they are violating everything, you want me to give them? No, no. An opportunity to repent. Jonah was upset. He threw his iPhone <laughs> And kept quiet. I'm sure another old man came to him. There's a word of the Lord for you to go and deliver somewhere. Ah. He convinced himself he was just dreaming and thinking. But God had spoken to him. His parents called him, Jonah. We know you have not married. I'll tell you why I think Jonah was not married. Maybe you need to, because you've been looking troubled. I've got many things, mommy, on my mind. I'm not going to marry. <laughs> because Jesus said, there will be no sign that will be given to you except the sign of Jonah. So Jonah's life was a sign as well. So if Jesus did not marry, chances are high. Poor, but he would have been married. That's a theory. I'm just writing a story. And he refuses fiction. But listen, he refuses. And then he says, okay, maybe they will perish. So he goes anyways, after a lot of trouble, he goes to Nineveh. And when he goes to Nineveh, he preaches. He used every bad word he would use to describe sinners. You are lost. The strange sinners, they painted. Ah, Jonah was touched. You know, sometimes this is a temptation that is in the prophetic for people who are young in the faith. Uh, I saw that road falling. You announce. Your hope is it should come to pass so that you post. I said it so that you look accurate. Why? Because if you tell people <laughs> and it doesn't come to pass because they've changed it, you look fake. And some people will come and say, it didn't come to pass. Then you'll feel like, so me, I'm fake, eh? <laughs> so that's what he wanted. Jonah just wanted for them not to repent. And in every sentence, after a long sermon, he would say, repent once. <laughs> now the people listened to the repent. <laughs> One day he was sitting, the board head, angry at God. The point I'm trying to make to you is this. God is so good, it can get offensive. Sometimes you can be offended at someone, God is blessing. Not, not the hard work, God. The person you don't like what they did. The person you've heard what they did, God. That's why I warned you. 
that life is not like a Nigerian movie where you, after your ex dumped you, you'll find them in Chachacha Road eating a frizzit with slippers. Then you and your husband will open a window out of your Range Rover and then they'll ask you for transport just to reach Northmead. No, 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 no. They may go on and prosper and even employ you, but they're the ones who dumped you. Huh? Oh, <laughs> God. I'm just from telling you that God is complete. So you need to be careful when you are dealing with people who offended you. Because you may just be dealing with yourself. Look at your neighbor say, Kayaf. Say, Kayaf. So, what I also want to tell you is God is inviting us to a place where we ourselves are like him in this regard. When we look at this, God is bringing us into his justice system. He wants us to become like himself. For what reason does God want us to become like himself in this area? People who who, when they look at a case, they know this one was wrong, but it doesn't mean this one is not without fault. This person offended me, but I forgive them because I also need my own forgiveness. To mature in understanding the goodness and love of God. See, when we say goodness is a fruit, it makes you more like God. He's just a good God. Who, oh, after that man offended him, he let him go, but the people who punished them, he said, my wrath is... Is against you. Imagine that's a God we are dealing with. So God wants us to grow more, more unlike that. I'll tell you why God wants us to have that kind of loving and good heart. Eh? When we meet after Love Sunday next week, we can stand.